Farming is more than a business. It's a way of life. TD agriculture specialists understand the factors that affect farming in Canada and are committed to building a long-term relationship with you. TD can provide you with banking solutions to help you expand your operation, improve your cash flow, and finance equipment, quota, or livestock. To connect with the TD Agriculture Services team in your area, visit TD Agriculture Services page online and click Contact Us to have a representative get in touch with you. Hi, I'm Caitlin Dubin, and this is the Rural Woman Podcast. I'm a first-generation farmer who married into agriculture. Born and raised in a city, I was so unfamiliar with where my food came from, but I was determined to figure it out. Through my journey into agriculture, I saw women who were strong, but humble, often taking a back seat. To me, these women were leaders who deserved a seat at the table. I created the Rural Woman Podcast to share the voices of women in an industry whose stories often went untold the rural entrepreneurs who live and breathe their work, full of grit and pride. We come here to share our stories, to be in community with each other, to be challenged and inspired, but most importantly, to be celebrated and to be heard. We may not all live, farm, ranch, or homestead the same, but we are all connected. We are rural women, and our stories are worthy of being told. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Rural Woman Podcast. Today you'll meet Amy Evans. Amy was raised on a grain and cattle farm near Yorkton, Saskatchewan. After completing the business program at SIAST, she began her banking career in 2003, working in a variety of retail branch positions before transitioning to the business bank at TD 15 years ago. Now a district manager with TD Agriculture Services in the Manitoba and Saskatchewan regions, Amy leads a team of a relationship and account managers who provide banking solutions, services, and support to primary producers, agriculture businesses, and other operations and businesses within the agricultural industry. Amy's highlight of her job is meeting with different operations and learning and working with all sectors of the industry. Amy is passionate about giving back and making a difference in her community. I can't wait for you to get to know more about Amy and her story in agriculture, as well as the services that her and her team provide at TD Agriculture. Without further ado, my friends, let's get to this week's episode with Amy. Amy, welcome to the Rural Woman Podcast. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you so much for joining me on this cold and snowy day here in the prairies. (laughs) It's definitely the moisture that the farmers need, though. Absolutely. And it's a welcome to winter for sure. Absolutely. So, Amy, for those folks who are unfamiliar with you, give us your background. Tell us who you are, where you're from, and how you got your start in agriculture. So I'm Amy Evans. I work for TD in our egg department as a district manager. I grew up on a grain and cattle farm near Yorkton, Saskatchewan. After I graduated high school, I attended SIAST and took my business program and started my banking career right after that. 
So I've been in the banking industry for about 20 years. The last 15 being primarily working in the ag sector in a variety of different positions. In my role, I work with a team of ag specialists that help build new relationships, deepen existing relationships. And, you know, we're really committed to being a valued partner and building long-term relationships with our farm clients and work on helping them achieve their goals. And, you know, it's really great to be able to work within the egg industry and with farmers. Many of my family and friends still farm. And I often meet with our egg clients at their farm as well. And it really helps me understand their operations, help me stay connected with the industry, you know, and really get to be in the place that I really like to be. So anything egg related makes me happy. That's awesome. And I've heard this from so many business professionals throughout my career. Working with farmers is probably like the best clients to have. It is. I absolutely love it. It's, you know, everyone's so down to earth. It's very family oriented. You know, everyone has a common goal. It's great to, you know, see where your food comes from. And, you know, every farm is different and they're all exciting. And I find it really interesting to see the different ways that people farm and, you know, different technologies that they use and, you know, how they combat different obstacles. So I always find it really interesting and really exciting. And it's always changing, which is great too. For sure. Do you have any, like fun on-farm stories that you can share with us? Obviously, you're on the farm with your clients and their families. What are some of your favorite moments or a fun story that you can share with us? Well, there's been several over the years. Um, Trying to think of a couple. Uh, One of, well, it was a little embarrassing, but everyone else found it really funny. So I can share it. This harvest, I was out uh, visiting a family. We were doing a supper in the field. And one of the sons asked if I wanted to ride with him in the combine. And of course, I took him up on the offer. So I guess <laughs> I crawl into the combine and he looks at me and he bursts out laughing. And he said, you should see your face right now. And I didn't really pay attention when I was climbing into the combine. But when I grabbed the handle to get in, it was full of dust. And then I uh, moved the hair out of my face and my whole face was covered with dirt and mud. So he was scrambling to find me some wipes and rags in the combine to get my face a little (laughs) clean. And and he laughed for a couple circles around the field. And it was probably a month later, I ran into their accountant and he uh, asked me if I was able to get my face cleaned after harvest. So it was a story that was shared amongst everybody, but uh, it uh, definitely lent to some laughter at my expense. Those are the best stories. And those are usually the ones that I share too as well. (laughs) The laugh at my expense. (laughs) I want to dive into your farming background. You said you grew up on a grain and cattle operation. Tell me what growing up on the farm was like for you and what it's like now seeing it from the other side. So I would say when I when I was living on the farm, it maybe wasn't my favorite place to be. <laughs> you know, I was 20 minutes away from all my friends. But, you know, looking back, I think, you know, it was a great way to grow up. I, you know, worked with my mom really hard on, you know, growing a garden and, you know, learning how to grow food. And today now I'm, everyone makes fun of me because I'm typically canning on a weekend and I swore I would never have a garden or, you know, grow anything. And here I'm, I think I canned like four dozen (laughs) jars of salsa this fall. So, you know, and then harvest is one of my favorite times of year. I still love it. So, you know, meals in the field, just seeing the crop come off, 
you know, have a better appreciation for that. A lot of my job on the farm was to help with the cows. So I've raked more hay than I'd like to admit, but, <laughs> and fed the cows a lot. So, you know, it was a lot of hard work, but it did instill a good work ethic for me. And, you know, now looking at it today, I think it gives me a much more appreciation for how hard farmers do work and how important they really are to our community and, you know, to the economy. Any chance I have to take my daughter to the farm to try and give her that firsthand experience as well, um, I always try and take advantage of that because I think it's really important for, especially for our youth to see how hard it is and how many sacrifices farmers make to be successful and to grow our food. For sure. Well, and you said it beautifully. And for you to be able to continue to work with farmers and help farmers achieve those goals, but having that background and understanding and more or less the appreciation for what's happening behind the scenes in order for basically our economy to continue is really neat. I'm very similar in the background of not ever thinking you were going to grow up to do what you're doing or to be, you know, have a hobby of. (laughs) I never even thought I would ever grow food to begin with. And for a hobby to be canning on a weekend, that was not on my bingo card. (laughs) Nor mine. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So... At TD, you are the district manager of agriculture services. Tell us about your role and how do you work with farmers on a daily basis in your role? So at TD, we have a dedicated and robust ag services offering. And we have specialists that understand agriculture and the challenges and factors that affect farming. So I work with our ag specialist team to help provide advice and recommendations on different banking solutions that help farmers and agribusinesses expand their operations and improve their cash flow, finance equipment, livestock quota. You know, we know how important agriculture and farming, what type of role they play in our economy. So we really look at offering an integrated suite of products and services to help them achieve their goal. Part of my role as well is developing and maintaining relationships within the industry. So I take every opportunity I can to attend different network events and market events to really build my knowledge of the market, see what our customers are up to, the newest trends, and really helping understand the economic factors that impact our clients so that we are able to provide the best advice that we can to our customers. For sure. I think one of the most important parts of your job, and tell me if I'm wrong, is the relationship part. Absolutely. Yeah, I always say, you know, it doesn't matter who you deal with, their products and services, you know, are generally going to be the same. It all comes down to relationships and really understanding our clients and what their needs are and ensuring that we're providing the customer service and, you know, having those relationships where we can have those in-depth conversations. Part of it as well is, you know, ensuring that our clients have a whole team of trusted advisors and knowledgeable partners. So, you know, having an accountant and a lawyer and all the different partners and us working with them as well. So we're all working towards the same goal and collaborating to come up with the best plan for our customers. Right. And, you know, one of the things that I really didn't understand about agriculture before I was immersed in it was it is a family business, but at the end of the day, it is a business and you still need to run such as, but with agriculture and farming, there's that little special piece of it, the little special magic 
of the family part in it. So at the end of the day, (laughs) you're still sitting at the dinner table with your boss, (laughs) but having to have those relationships with folks in the industry who actually really care about what the bottom line is and the people behind that bottom line, I think is so important. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, it's, you know, all of my account managers and myself, you know, we really want to get to know our customers and we do most of our business at the kitchen table or in the combine or, you know, I'm in the semi, uh, in the grain trucks. So that's our, all of our favorite parts of our job, I would say, is being out at the farm, meeting the family, you know, and really being part of those discussions. There's so many multi-generational farms as well. So we really encourage farmers to have a succession plan and start that succession plan really early. It really helps sustain the farm and really helps, you know, clearly outlines, I guess, the intentions and goals of the farm and then makes that when it's time to pass on to the next generation, makes it a lot more easy, more seamless and allows for minimal disruption as well to the operation. For sure. TD Business Banking for Agriculture offers an integrated suite of banking solutions, services, and support across Canada to a range of businesses of all sizes working throughout the agricultural industry, including primary producers, agribusinesses, grain elevators, and veterinarians. No matter what stage your business is in, contact TD about financial options for everything from acquiring a farm, improving buildings, making equipment or quota purchases, and more. To connect with the TD Agriculture Services team in your area, visit the TD Agriculture Services page online and click Contact Us to have a representative get in touch with you. We live in 2024 and we're we're just starting 2024. So far, so good the first 10 days in here, but... There have been many challenges over the last number of years for farmers. What are some of the biggest challenges that you see going into 2024? And I want to flip this and specifically for women in agriculture. So I think there's challenges on both sides. So in general, some of the biggest challenges that we're seeing for farmers is the rising interest rate costs, rising expenses, such as input costs, lower commodity prices, and a labor shortage as well. There have been some weather-related stress as well in some of the different areas of the provinces. And with the winter season underway, now that we got some snow, I know the moisture is welcome. In regards to women and some of the challenges that they faced, I think in 2024, you know, we know the agriculture sector has historically been a male-dominated industry. I think great strides have been made for women in agriculture. However, there still is somewhat of a gender-based discrimination gap and a lot of unconscious biases out there. I would say in some areas, there's a lack of representation of females on boards or in female role models in positions of leadership. So that does create some challenges. One that I've been hearing from a lot of clients and I see is really the lack of available childcare on a farm. So that really makes balancing a career in farming and managing it with your family responsibilities a real challenge for women. There's a lot of women that like to operate equipment or be really involved in the farm, but not having childcare readily available provides strain and causes definitely some challenges for women. For sure. And that is something that I think, you know, has obviously always been an issue, but I think, you know, the more that we talk about it and the more that we vocalize it, 
for others to see that this is a problem, I think the closer we are to finding what a solution could be for women to be able to have the full career that they want, as well as raise their family on the farm, if that's what they so choose to do. And I think I think it's coming down the line. I think there's going to be something that happens within the next five to 10 years that revolutionizes the way that family farms operate. I don't know if I have that answer of what it's going to be necessarily, but I think the more that we talk about it and the more that people discuss and come up with ways and ideas of making a sustainable solution, the more we talk about it, the better, I think. Yeah, I agree. And I, and as I said, I think great strides are being made. I, I get really excited when I'm meeting with customers and we're talking about succession planning. And, you know, when I first started my career in banking, it was always, you know, my sons will be taking over the farm. And now the conversation has shifted to my children will be taking over the farm. And, it, you know, it isn't assumed anymore that it would just be the son. You know, many daughters and many women are are actively involved in the farm and taking more of a leadership role, which I think is awesome. And, you know, I think it's great. And as you said, I think things will continue to change to make that more accommodating for women and, you know, women to really have a place in the egg industry. Absolutely. And a place to be a leader in the egg industry. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's no, no secret that women have been in agriculture since the dawn of agriculture. There's always been women, but we haven't had the leadership roles that we're seeing now. And for me, I know, when I see a woman succeed in our industry, then I know it's possible for others and for myself to continue in this industry and make big moves and see big things happen. What are some of the prevailing trends that you hear with your customers? What are you talking about around the kitchen table and on the combine? So I would say the most or the biggest discussion point as of late has been the increase in interest rates. It definitely does have an impact on everybody, but does definitely have a significant impact on farmers. Land prices, the increase around land prices have also been a constant topic of conversation as well as some supply chain issues, you know, more regards to equipment and that type of thing that have persisted around across the industry. Softening commodity prices, cost of production, you know, overall would be the main one. I was at a presentation earlier today, actually, and some of the statistics were showing that there's been an increase of, you know, in some cases, 50% increase of cost of production over the past four years. So, Those are big numbers and definitely a topic of conversation. Right. For me, it's just, I didn't grow up in agriculture. I grew up, uh, my parents were business owners when I was younger. And the things that were out of their control, there was a big list of them. But for farmers specifically, I feel like the ever-growing list of things that are out of our control, it's ever-growing. What would you say is the overall feeling going into 2024 for farmers? Is the stress level higher? Are they optimistic? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think every farmer is optimistic on the new crop year or otherwise they wouldn't continue to farm. (laughs) (laughs) But I would say everyone's cautiously optimistic. I think this year is more important than ever is to ensure that you have a proper farm plan in place and ensure that you're looking at your risk management to ensure that your farm is well protected. You know, having a crop plan, cash flow plan, you know, what's your marketing strategy? What expansion needs to happen versus want to happen? And 
just ensuring that you have that proper planning in place to ensure that you are successful this year. The importance of risk management, I think, is key. And we've really seen that the last few years. So, you know, we're excited for another year. I'm sure all the farmers are anxious to get back into the field this spring and hope for another good year and the weather cooperates and get back at it. (laughs) Absolutely. Just the importance of planning. You know, when we think of agriculture and when we think of our crops and when we think of our livestock, when it comes down to it, it all comes down to having a plan and, you know, being able to work with professionals who it's their job to help us plan. And especially for folks who are committed to having that relationship and building those plans. I know a plan a type of plan that is a very hot topic in agriculture, you know, is the succession planning. And we spoke about it a little bit before, but talk to us about, you know, the conversations that you're having with farmers when it comes to succession planning. And what are the first steps for farmers when when we're talking about succession planning? Yeah, I think the biggest thing with succession planning is it's never too early to start. Some succession plans we've seen have, you know, are 10 years in the making. So it's really important to leverage trusted advisors in creating a succession plan. You want it to be clearly outlining what your intentions and goals are and ensuring that the farm can move forward in a profitable way and with minimal disruption. So if you haven't already spoken to your trusted advisors and your partners, I would encourage you to do so. Yeah, the biggest piece of advice, start early and, you know, be nimble. You know, things can change. Prices, as I said, continue to rise. So it's important just to be flexible and, you know, really, really lean on the your advisors. They're the experts and they can help you navigate. There's a lot of challenges when creating a succession plan. It's, you know, an emotional thing as well for farmers. It's not just a transaction for clients. So the emotional toll it can take on clients really you have to factor that in as well. So I think it's important to lean in on your advisors and ensure that you have a succession plan in place and that you've planned for it well ahead of time. Right. You said it best, like it is an emotional experience. And I think one of the best pieces of advice I ever got from a professional when it came to big transactions or big decisions or whatever it was, at the end of the day, it's just business. And it's just numbers. So if we take the emotion out of it, then typically we can just move forward. It's just a business transaction. But like you said, the emotional part of it is so big. And when we come back to family business and when we come back to what it is that we're doing, we are in a family business and that emotional piece is so big. So having professionals that understand that part of it and are able to like delicately navigate is always such a big blessing for anyone in any business. So Amy, what is your advice for the younger generations of farmers who are either entering uh, the farming sector or agriculture or are looking to inherit the family business? What advice do you have for them? Yeah, I would say although we provide special advice to our clients based on their specific needs and situations, I think there's some advice that apply to almost everyone. So again, circling back to having that good partners, trusted advisors is really important. These partners can guide you through situations that are unfamiliar to you and really provide benefits. 
I believe everyone should, but younger generations should also aim to understand the financial metrics and results of the farm. So having a good knowledge of your financial ratios will really help put things into perspective and really help you understand the impact the different numbers have on the farm. It's essential, as I said before, to have a farm plan and a business plan that really sets you up for the future. So establishing projections for growth and earnings setting goals, looking at the different marketing and tax planning, understanding cash flow needs. You know, all of that is really important and it helps create healthy financial habits as a farmer, which is really important to understand how, understand your fixed and variable costs as well, importance of risk management, as I said before. So really treating it, as you said, as a business, it's not just a small family farm anymore. It really is a business. So understanding the financial aspects of it as well is really important. Are there any tips that you have for farmers that are just starting out, whether it's because they've inherited this business or they're really diving into it now? Where do you start? Well, the internet is always a great start. (laughs) There's lots of different financial consultants or egg consultants across the country, feel free to reach out to any of the advisors uh, within our TD National Aid Group as well. We're happy to point you in the right direction. Asking friends and family for trusted advisors that they use, I think is a great starting point. And, you know, I'm sure you can find lots of different information on Google. I know there's lots of great podcasts as well that talk about some different options. So there's a lot of resources that you can go into and find what you're looking for. Absolutely. We were chatting before we hit record. The internet can be a big, scary place, but it also can be great (laughs) when you're looking for something specific, like how to start a podcast or how are you supposed to run a farm financially well. (laughs) Yeah. I think one other great place too is there are so many different market events or industry events. I've attended a lot of them over the years and I've learned a lot of things and I would encourage the younger generation to check some of those out because you have a, a great chance to see your peers and talk to your peers and talk to industry experts as well, all in one place. So that's a great starting point too. Yeah. The networking that come from going to events or even online events, the networking that can come out of it and the relationship building that can come out of it is super important. As for you and I, we met at an event. So it is a great place. And, you know, as a younger generation in agriculture, I think that is going to be the one catalyst that brings us to the next level is the relationship building and the communication and the trust that we have to build with one another to continue to grow agriculture and in a positive way. Absolutely. Amy, it has been wonderful chatting with you today. I have learned so much from you and I know the audience has too. My famous last question that I have (laughs) for you is what is the most rewarding part about being a rural woman and helping farmers? Well, that's a loaded question. And (laughs) I would say I, you know, I'm really proud to work in the egg industry. I'm really proud of the farms that I work with. I have some great relationships. I've made some really good friends. I love to learn and see where our food comes from and, you know, have a general understanding of all the work that goes into that. I find that really rewarding. And seeing the younger generation take over, seeing the families, you know, have a meal together in the field. And it brings me a lot of joy. And, you know, I love what I do. And I love working in the industry. And 
you know, seeing more women in the industry all the time as well is really exciting to me. So yeah, I'm passionate about agriculture and look forward to continuing to work in the industry. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Amy, for coming on the podcast today and sharing your story. I truly appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Rural Woman Podcast. The Rural Woman Podcast is more than just a podcast. We are a community. A huge thank you to the Rural Woman Podcast team, audio editor Max Hofer, and admin support from Kim & Co. Online. A special thanks to our Patreon executive producers, Sarah Reedner from Happiness by the Acre and Carrie Munven from Laystone Farms. To learn how you can become a Patreon executive producer or other ways to financially support the show, head on over to wildrosefarmer.com to learn more. Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button wherever you listen to the podcast to get the latest episodes directly on your playlist. And if you are loving the show, please be sure to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that accepts ratings and reviews. You can connect with us on social media at The Rural Woman Podcast and with me at Wild Rose Farmer. One of the best ways you can support the show is by sharing it. Send this episode to a friend or share on your social media. Let's strengthen and amplify the voices of women in agriculture together. Until next time, my friend, keep sharing your story.